Every year at the Triduum, and if you don't know that term, Triduum, it just means three days. And so tonight, uh, tomorrow, and Saturday night is really in the, in the Jewish way of understanding days. When the sun goes down, it's, it's the next day. So Saturday night is Sunday. These are the three days of our redemption. And it's, it's an unbelievable challenge to the preacher. And I, you guys all know me. I'm like, how do I say everything tonight? <laughs> and tonight I made a choice to not do that. And what I want to reflect with you about tonight is, is about Christian memory. We'll get to why. You have to read someday, you need to read Dante's Divine Comedy. Right? The Inferno, the Purgatorio, and the Paradiso. Right? Hell, Purgatory, Heaven. They're really quite amazing. And at the end of the Purgatorio, the soul that is moving towards God has climbed a mountain. And Purgatory for Dante is a mountain. And it's an analogy for our lives as Christians, is that if you want to become who God intended you to be, you have to climb. It's not easy. There's many hard spots, but it's meaningful. There's a destination that we're headed to. And when you get to the top of that mountain of purgatory, at the very top is the Garden of Eden. And what Dante is saying by that is that in this, in this life, brothers and sisters, as we fight against our sins, as we try to become men and women who know how to love, we're climbing back to that place that God always intended for us to be. And once we're there, we're elevated much higher than even Adam and Eve were in Eden, into the heavens. But I love this. In the mount, uh, on top of the mountain at Eden, the very end of the book of uh, Dante's Purgatory, there's two streams. And Dante, this is not from the Bible. This is not, the church doesn't teach us officially. But Dante has a Catholic mind. And I love it. And I hope those two streams are there. And those two streams, everyone who gets to Eden, they have to drink of both streams before they go to heaven. And the first stream, it washes away all memory of evil. The second one restores them without any guilt or shame. And so your memory is wiped clear of all your sins, and then you come back to remember them, but you don't have any guilt about them, you don't have any shame, you only know them as moments of grace, right? Where God worked in your life to save you. I hope that's true. Memory is really important. I always, I've probably preached on this before. Whenever I think of Christian memory, I think of The Lion King. Don't you love that movie? Best Disney movie ever. 
objectively. Um, but there's that great scene, Simba, when he goes and kind of lives the college life, right? He's off with Rafiki and Pumbaa. I know you're going to go home tonight and be like, Father Brian preached preach about the Lion King. That's what Holy Thursday is all about. But when he goes off and he's living this carefree life, remember he chases after our Timon and Pumbaa, and he chases after Rafiki, who's that monkey who looks really cool. I forget the name of the monkey, the, the kind of monkey. But he chases after him, and he has a vision of his father. And his father says to him from heaven, he says, you have forgotten me. And Simba says, I think about you every day. How could you say I've forgotten you? And he says, you have forgotten who you are, and therefore you have forgotten me. Isn't that true? I always say, you know, Disney movies, I think, there's some problems with Disney movies, but that's another homily. But basically, they're created to expound Catholic truth. Um, God, God, is, God is the Lord of history. But, but here's my point, brothers and sisters, is that your memory tells you who you are. I don't know about you, but in times of difficulty in my life, where the world was confusing and I didn't know where I was supposed to go, when I needed to think about who is Brian Larkin supposed to be, the best thing I could ever do is remember my parents, those who love me. When I remember those who have been important in my life and who have loved me from the time I was born, I remember who I am. Tonight's readings have many themes, of course. Tonight is the night that Jesus Christ gave us the Eucharist, which is the greatest gift we have. It's also the night he gave us the priesthood. Those two gifts are interchangeable. You can't have one without the other. But in all of our readings tonight, in our first reading, in Exodus chapter 12, the prefigurement of the Eucharist is the Passover. And Moses, God speaking through Moses, commands the Jews that the Passover is a memorial. It's a memorial. That's important. The Jews were different. I don't know, again, I've told this story too, but you know, when I was a kid growing up and I I would ask my mom if I could do all the things the other kids were doing. And she'd always say, I don't, you know, I'd ask my mom, I'd say, Mom, you know, I want to go with a bunch of girls up to the mountains and sit in a hot tub with them. And, and she was like, no, are you stupid? <laughs> like, no. And I was like, well, the Rigners are doing it and the Schmitz. And she'd always say the same thing. She'd say, you're not a Rigner. You're not a Schmidt. You're a Larkin. She's right. Who you are tells you, right? Your memories tell you who you are. They give you guidance through life. So Israel, in the Exodus tonight, Israel knew who she was. 
And she knew who she was because of Passover. And all through Israel's history, there's all this pressure to be like everybody else. Worship idols. Have kings just like everybody else. Abandon your strict morality and just live like everybody else does. And what God did to save them from that was he gave them a memorial, which is the Passover. And every year on the 14th of Nisan, the Jews remember who they are. Brothers and sisters, that's the night we celebrate tonight. On that night, the night of Passover, Jesus Christ told us who we are. I hope you heard it tonight in 1 Corinthians 11. St. Paul tonight twice, and you hear it every time you go to Mass. I'm sorry, in 1 Corinthians 10, twice tonight. Oh, I'm in the wrong chapter, wrong part. It is 11. 1 Corinthians 11, 23. I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also the chalice after supper, saying, this chalice is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Do you want to know who you are? If you want to know who you are, you have to know where you come from. The church was born from the Eucharist. Tonight and tomorrow are inseparable. The cross and the Last Supper are the same thing. And if I go into that, we'll be here until tomorrow. Um, but they're the same thing. If you want to know who you are, you have to know where you come from. Brothers and sisters, the church comes from the Eucharist. And you and I in our modern lives and all of church history, there's always a pressure to become something else. Our modern world today says, change your teachings, conform to the modern world, give up on your strict morality. And Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. Where you come from tells you who you are. Brothers and sisters, the church does not exist. The church does not come into being because a group of priests and bishops get together and talk about, well, you know, I think we should make people fast an hour before Mass. Or, you know what, I think we should make them do X, Y, Z. I think Father Brian should extend his homilies. Good idea. The church is not something we come up with. It is something that is received. Where you come from tells you who you are. 
Tonight we will uh, wash the feet of 12 men. And I just want to shed a little bit of light on that briefly because it's the same theme. Brothers and sisters, who we are is that. That's how we came into existence as Catholics, as Christians. We are not our sins, we are not our accomplishments, we are not our failures. We are loved by Jesus Christ. That's who we are. And tonight when Jesus sheds his garments, there's a reason he does that. And and the best scripture scholarship I've ever read on this quotes John 10 where Jesus says this. Jesus says, for this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes my life from me but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to take it again, this charge, I'm sorry, I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again, this charge I have received from my Father. When Jesus says, I lay my life down and I can take it up again, in Greek, those are the same words he uses to lay down his garments and take them up again. In between, he washes the apostles' feet and they're forgiven of their sins. That's that's what tonight's about. Who are you? We go through so many things in life and we wonder, what am I supposed to be? What's my identity? How am I supposed to live my life? If you want to understand who you are, brothers and sisters, Understand the Eucharist. The Eucharist is God himself laying his life down because you are loved. That's who you are. That is who I am. The church lives from that. The church does not live from any other source. She does not live from ideas She does not live from what is popular or what makes sense to people in our age. The church lives from the Eucharist. Jesus, thank you for that gift. Lord, bless us. Help us to know who we are. May we always remember where we come from.